0: This is the
1: Eurofruit Podcast. On the Eurofruit Podcast this month, Tesco sets out its stall on global fresh produce sourcing. A very warm welcome to this, the first edition of the Eurofruit Podcast. My name is Mike Knowles. I'm the editor of Eurofruit, the monthly magazine for fresh produce buyers in Europe. This month, we bring you an exclusive interview with Matt Simister and Darren Clough of retail giant Tesco. They're leading the company's recently established group food sourcing unit and they join us to explain how they feel the new division is going to help suppliers sell more and why it's wrong to suggest that they want to source everything direct. Tesco, the world's third largest grocery retailer, has, by its own omission, been reluctant to talk about its strategic approach to fresh fruit and veg sourcing and specifically GFS. Often labeled as a direct sourcing initiative, The project has attracted criticism from those in the trade who see it as a means to push down returns to suppliers. The division's precursor in Europe, Produce Group Sourcing, was set up in 2004 to centralise fresh produce procurement for Tesco's fast-expanding European store network, mainly focused on countries in the East. Since then, however, a more multinational directorial structure, which was introduced following former Chief Executive Sir Terry Leahy's recent departure, and a dramatic increase in global commodity prices have prompted the retailer to accelerate that process of consolidation across its entire international business. Replacing PGS as well as the group's international buying office and Asia food sourcing GFS has set out to deliver on the original promise of streamlined efficient food buying on behalf of all 14 of Tesco's country operations. In this exclusive interview with Eurofood GFS director Matt Simister and Darren Clough, Tesco's produce sourcing director, explain exactly what they are hoping to achieve. Matt, Darren, many thanks for sparing the time to talk to us today. Uh, I wanted to start by asking: uh, Has the need to set up a more global sourcing strategy? Become more urgent for Tesco over the past couple of years.
2: I think so. We are looking at, at structural ways to, you know, what are we, how are we going to innovate mm-hmm. deeper into the supply chains mm-hmm. because it's that, that's such a fundamental impact on customers. Mm. Because you know, well, I mean, you will all know customers are seeing rising energy prices, yeah. rising food prices, increased taxation burden, mm-hmm. squeeze on spending power yeah mm-hmm. and and that's very real in yeah. all of our countries yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i think the the big change that we're now offering to suppliers mm-hmm. is that we can be their route to market across the rest of the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. so a lot of people are, are happy with the business they do into the uk but are looking to the far east to mm-hmm. you know the middle east to europe mm-hmm. mainland mm-hmm. and and actually not for all of those regions but for you know, for a lot of those regions, we offer a quite a significant opportunity mm-hmm. because we can have that we can be the distribution channel for them. Right. Mm-hmm. So actually, you know, from a Tesco perspective, remembering that Tesco is primarily driven by driving our, you know, you know, meeting yeah. our customers' requirements mm-hmm. and driving sales. Mm-hmm. This is about how do we harness the capability of the best growers and suppliers in in the world mm-hmm. to accelerate our businesses across the group. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a big business in Central Europe. We've got yeah. a very big, big and, and, and a potentially very big business in Asia mm. to, to, to feed, if mm. you like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, without trying to be too corny about it. But, you know, the, the uh, product quality, the supply chain infrastructure, mm-hmm. You know, is is actually not there in mm. some of those areas, mm. and that's that's what we're here to kind of develop and accelerate.
1: So, is this about offering your existing suppliers potential new business rather than going out and finding new suppliers?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you think, uh, you know, before we communicated mm. to suppliers, everyone kind of fears the worst. This is yeah. all about going deeper down the chains and taking mm. bits of added value out. Well, mm. to be honest, that's not what it's about. Actually, okay. mm. it is about making uh, the product more accessible. Mm the right product at the right price more accessible to a yep. bigger market mm-hmm. and that's where we have competitive advantage because mm-hmm. that's something that Sainsbury can't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where we see the yeah. competitive advantage mm-hmm. is by leveraging the skill and the scale yeah. in, the, in the business for mm-hmm. the benefit of all of our markets. Mm-hmm. I wonder
1: whether it's probably a good idea to kind of clear that misconception up from the start. Yeah. You know, if you ask people in our trade about, about direct sourcing at Tesco, um, or, or, or vertical integration, or, or whatever you want, want to call it, the suspicion that obviously uh, that sometimes is raised is that well, this is just about cutting out the middleman, and this this is yeah. about removing links in the chain, and a grower effectively being asked to use this logistics service provider, use this yeah. packaging, and, and and what have you. And, and reach market that way, yeah. using using your network. Yeah.
2: Well, look, let, let's be clear about what we are going to do because I mean, vertical integration you can just take out of the equation completely because mm. it's not on the agenda. Right. Mm. Mm. Yeah. There, there there is no talk of vertical integration with our suppliers. Right. But, yeah. but there
1: are different types of vertical in- integration. There's you know you can um, you know have your own network set up, the log- logistics network set up, or you can insist on using a right, okay, service so, provider. So, 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 so let's be clear about that, because yeah, in that case yeah, there may be some. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um, what, what we're saying is that if you looked within the Tesco networks, so if you looked kind of DC to shelf, mm-hmm. we are a very efficient retailer, Yeah. Sure. very efficient in the UK, and we're kind of rolling that out across our Tesco countries, operating mm-hmm. countries. If you then look back from the DC back to source, mm. You realise that we're incredibly fragmented. Mm. There is significant wastage mm. in the chain, massive fragmentation. You know, we source a lot of product from Spain, for instance, but it all comes up separately. Right. So you know, it doesn't matter whether it's fruit, salads, olive mm. oil, orange juice, mm. you know, uh, pork. Mm-hmm. It all come, it comes into the country, but it all comes via different routes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you start to look at it, you start to see opportunities for us to do it better Mm -hmm. and actually for our importers to to grow within Mm -hmm. that as well because there 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 are you know the the fresh food suppliers who've been working with Tesco for the last 15-20 years Mm -hmm. have all grown very you know very strongly Mm -hmm. but they've grown through being very good at what they do yeah 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 and um you know we see that to continue yeah we want to connect with the growers who grow the best product in the world and yeah. we want to make that more accessible to more of our Tesco countries. Yeah. And we want efficient delivery mechanisms to mm-hmm. bring that into mm.
0: into those countries. and um, It's kind of part of the, the reasoning of separating the procurement and becoming more experts at that. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. And giving the time, the country's time to do exactly that, which yeah. is spend mm-hmm. more time planning mm-hmm. and selling the product. You, in the old days of produce, the buyer had to do everything. Yeah, trips. yeah. yeah. yeah reporting and you can't run a, a, a growing UK business and then you can't run an international business. Yeah. So you become a jack
2: of all trades and a master of none. Yeah. What we're now saying is we'll grow the capability of the Tesco business and as, exactly as Darren says it will be clear that the country will be much better at planning and selling mm-hmm. and then we will focus on how we source by move. Mm-hmm. But what's critically important is that that doesn't mean we want to do it all ourselves.
0: So I mean, if yeah. I may just add to this in terms of obviously um, knowing produce um, mm. over the kind of years. So my background is I was in produce for 10 years. Right. Then spent eight years in our non-food business, mm-hmm. part of when non-food was developing, and then mm. spent the last couple of years back in produce, mm-hmm. working in the UK, and then more recently for Matt, um, in terms of GFS. Mm-hmm. I think the fundamental issue is, that is as Matt said, that which is some of the history, and, and, and there was two real problems. One of which is the PGS model kind of replicated and duplicated what the existing suppliers were doing. Mm-hmm which is where some of the emotional is, is pretty much you, you just introduce some of the people that are doing pretty much the same job as what we're doing. And yeah. therefore, yeah. they're afraid of it, they don't like it. Mm-hmm. And in many instances, those people weren't as good as, which creates the tension. Yeah. So some of the third-party service providers that growers were using, yeah. some of the growers that came into the business yeah. were brought in, and you could argue that it's understandable that existing growers and importers got mm-hmm. a bit tense about that, yeah. because actually, on what criteria were those people brought in? Mm. So that was, one of the, uh, that was kind of one of the issues. And the second issue, is, and Matt said, which is we didn't really do a very good job in communicating and telling people what we're doing because we were formulating plans. For sure. yeah. We are clear what the strategy is. Mm. We've told people, and that's, we've spent the last few months doing that very clearly. With mm-hmm. the UK guys, we did that recently at a conference, we're doing it internationally. Mm-hmm. I think the key thing, uh, j- just the point around this, the, the, the bit about kind of, well, taking people out or we're just gonna mm-hmm. force you to go mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. The biggest difference for me having been almost like working with PGS and now running GFS is the fact that we have a, it's really around capability and visibility, that's what it's about, it's mm-hmm. not actually about, and it's about having the right operating model. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to kind of demonstrate and, and sh- you know, kind of talk the talk and walk the water. Yeah. So, what you're seeing is, you're seeing us work with growers, importers, various people, and asking them actually how can we get better. Mm -hmm. And getting better is actually there are many people that that have dealt with this for years that are very good at doing their job and do you know what, actually we can make them more efficient by putting more business through them, whether it be through the UK or even now on an international level. Mm -hmm. So that opportunity and that growth can make existing partners, whether they Mm. be growers or importers, and it's both. Mm that are seeing growth through this. Yeah. So they're seeing a growth in their business because they're getting more business because they're being rewarded for being the best. Mm-hmm. You're getting traditional importers that are growing their business because they've got the right supply. But they're also growing their business through changing the shape of what they do.
2: If you think you know, about the, the number of direct deliveries we do into our DCs, because yeah. again, people get confused with the concept of direct sourcing and people talk directs and yeah. direct sourcing. You know. yeah. If you talk about direct deliveries into yeah. DCs, you know, we do a, 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 a kind of decent proportion of direct deliveries of Spanish citrus into our DCs yeah. because you've got, you know, one supplier and a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. And therefore you can do directs. Mm-hmm. If you look at how many direct deliveries we do from Spain into our DCs, it's very small actually. Mm-hmm. And it could be a high, a high participation. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about is grouping products, mm-hmm. you know, grouping products, consolidating a bit more at source, and then sending more of that direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't see how anyone loses in that. Well, you could
1: almost make an argument that, you know, that the old fragmented supply chain up up to your DC has has suited you in the past because your your buying power is more when you have, have a you know kind of a larger number of smaller suppliers to
2: go to. No, I, I don't agree with that. I no? think I think particularly around areas like service provision. Mm-hmm. You know, the economics of packing are about volume. Okay you know in now you, you have it's very difficult to generalize too much mm-hmm. because at the end of the day you know you have some very real quality freshness stock flow mm-hmm. challenges for service providers yeah 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 so you know uh, and there are some product specific elements to mm-hmm. that as well which mm-hmm. need to be fully understood and, mm-hmm. and taken account of so it's not about you know moving from here all the way over to here it's about it's about if you kind of had a you know if you designed the right way of bringing product into our DCs, you would make some changes. Yeah. Yeah. You would make some changes. Yeah. And you would get better efficiencies out mm-hmm. of that. And you know, it's a great opportunity for the suppliers mm-hmm. who, who can, most of them you talk to would see it mm-hmm. very clearly and are not surprised by it. I suppose ultimately the people who feel most threatened
1: are the people who are inefficient, who know that there are areas of their business where they could be doing it a lot
2: better and providing a better service. I find that a a lot of our importers add a lot of value Mm. actually Mm -hmm. and -hmm. and I'm very nervous about making generalisations because actually Mm. most people who serve the Tesco business do a great job for Mm -hmm. us and we see the opportunities far outweigh the challenges because the opportunities Mm. rather than just servicing the UK business Mm. you can now serve you know at least a third of extra business mm-hmm. and yeah. that will grow over time mm-hmm. so actually that you know that's the kind of basic point so, so in, in the majority of cases that is what it's about
1: it's about continuing and expanding the, the supply you're doing to Tesco to
2: other parts of yeah, the Tesco if, business if you're a really good importer the chances are you'll be a really good importer into a number of different regions mm. are there other products in or other categories in the fruit and veg uh,
1: department that you are you are moving towards a more direct
2: and, and, and equally, are there some that you have decided that there is no point in even trying? In bananas, we have, we are um, dealing directly with the growers, mm-hmm. and we are managing the flow of that product to the ripeners and then yeah. kind of contract ripening it. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's probably the. But, yeah. but that that's an example of direct sourcing. Yeah, but that's well, not what we want to do on a lot of products. No, areas. and, that and just bananas to be what we're doing on bananas. Bananas does,
1: uh, you know, we know bananas sort of sit slightly separately from a lot of the other products in the department because, you know, it's a commodity, it's year-round. Um, what well, it
0: came back to, it really is about capability and visibility. Mm-hmm. And so you know, when we, look, we, we will look at each product area, each product area has its own characteristics and challenges, whether it be stock flow, the, the perishability of the product, the mm-hmm. added value in terms of control, quality. Mm-hmm. And we have to recognise that in terms of produce, it's a, it's a difficult, challenging product area, dynamically that changes with the season and the weather, so we have to be, we have to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. I think when we're going, we're taking it on a case-by-case basis, and we'll actually look at what's the right model. And there will be some challenges in terms of what value's been added Mm -hmm. from a cost perspective, from a quality management perspective, Mm -hmm. and from a sourcing perspective. And and the reality is that when we sit down and look at it, and we give, we'll give everybody that's involved currently the opportunity Mm -hmm. to demonstrate that value, Mm -hmm. or to tell us how they can give us better value, which could be scale or volume. Mm -hmm. And we'll take what's what's the right approach. It's about taking out the bad cost in the supply chain and yeah. leaving in the good cost mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to, so, to,
2: to that point though you're right the characteristics of bananas it's a fairly stable demand mm-hmm. it is year-round and actually you can kind of manage the stock flow through the ripener to a certain degree mm-hmm. so actually it kind of lends itself to that sort of solution
1: so on bananas in,
2: in Eastern
1: Europe are you sourcing <laughs> from exactly the same place as you are for UK
2: yeah, like, I mean, of course, there, there's there are a number of different places we source bananas from. but yeah. the, s- the sourcing strategy that mm-hmm. is run by the same person who sits here. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, it's one European sourcing mm-hmm. strategy, and yeah. actually, they it's one global sourcing strategy. It just so happens that the bananas might come from the Philippines for yeah, Asia, yeah. but you know, mm-hmm. uh, from Central America mm-hmm. for Europe.
0: The key point about that is actually that. When we've looked at moving bananas, that model, we've, we've said cost. Mm-hmm. And we've done that through the right way, which is we've stripped out, of, you know, I'll refer to it as, uh, as, as bad costs. Mm-hmm. But we're still dealing with the same some of the same people that we dealt with. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're still dealing with, in the, ma- in the main, most of the, the, the growers that we dealt with. Yeah. So it's, it, it, you know, our business has grown based on merit, the strongest people, which you'd expect us to do. We're in mm-hmm. business to work with the strongest people as a world class retailer. Yeah. And we've given the opportunity for existing growers or, you know, right, in their own capacity to mm-hmm. actually continue their business. Mm-hmm. And some of that business has had to change. They've said the shape of it. They've gone from supplying to providing a different service. Mm-hmm. But it's still about giving everybody the opportunity to understand and present where they have value in the chain. Yeah. yeah. But presumably
1: some of that cost that you've stripped out was, was being spent on things like marketing, you know, on, on, on brands that, that you, didn't, you just didn't need. You didn't need to, to be funding them.
0: Yeah, I mean, as I said, there's some bad costs which we didn't see any benefit to and there's some good costs that we need to make sure is left in to yeah. make sure the business is managed correctly. Mm-hmm. Some of that cost needs to go back to the growers to incentivise them to mm-hmm. grow with Tesco. Yeah. Yeah. I think the point that Matt talked about for me is that it's one of the biggest, most stimulating things for our growers, this opportunity to deal with Tesco and, and, and develop in the countries. Mm-hmm. Because it's been difficult to trade or get involved with Tesco in some of the countries because they buy differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in terms of being orientated to maybe some of the more wholesalers. Mm. So the opportunity to talk about the business on an international strategic level is really important for, for growers, as well as then taking more of the yield of the crop, which is a benefit yeah. to them from producers. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: will this new sourcing model really allow you to give those suppliers better returns?
2: We, we absolutely see that we're cutting costs out on, on for, for the whole chain mm. that we work with. I mean, for a supplier to invest in our business, they need to see a decent return. Yeah. And, you know, the, the fundamental economics don't change mm-hmm. over time or with different models. Mm. Uh, and we've always been quite clear on that. The plan will be that mm. where we have input costs mm-hmm. that are making it challenging for our key suppliers, then actually perhaps we can leverage the scale to, right. uh, to take some costs out of the chain there as well. About upcoming features and how to subscribe to Eurofruit magazine, visit eurofruitmagazine.com. Plus, keep an eye on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash eurofruit for breaking news and industry comment.